G'day and welcome to another edition of Authorised, the podcast where writers speak. My name's Kevin Hillier and today, not an author, but a man who's collated a book of very powerful stories and put them all together in a terrific book that we'll tell you about shortly. But a reminder about our podcast partners, and that is CSCG. Now, whether you're running a, a new business, starting a new business, or you've had been in business for a long time now, or whether you're winding up a business, whether you're looking to expand your business, whether you're a taxpayer, uh, you know, a run-of-the-mill everyday taxpayer like myself, and you, uh, you, you need some help. We all have financial goals, and CSCG are the people who can help make them happen for you. And all you have to do is pick up the phone and have a chat to them. It's that simple. Give them a call on double nine seven four eight triple three. They've got a team of experts in every field, whether it is you know starting a business or whether it's uh, getting uh, the right uh, home loan rate or whether it is uh, superannuation. They've got the fields covered. So give them a call, have a chat, uh, jump on their website and see what they've got to offer. CSCG.com.au or as I mentioned, it's a phone call away. Double nine seven four eight triple three. I think you're going to find this phone call fascinating. It's with a man called Peter Cullen. Peter is uh, uh, well celebrated as the man who founded RecLink, an organisation uh, that has been running now for uh, for many decades and, of course, helps the disadvantaged in our community. And one of the ways that they found that there is an enormous connection is The Power of a Football. And that is the name of the book that we're talking about. It's called The Power of a Football. It's how football has saved lives. And it is, it is really a very powerful book. It is a, a very emotive book. It is a book that will take you through highs and lows, and uh, I'm sure you'll enjoy the experience of reading the book uh, on, on many different levels. But let's talk to the man who put Reckling together and put this book together, Peter Cullen, and the book is called The Power of a Football. Let's talk about this book, The Power of a Football. An idea from your son. He sort of planted the seed for this. Yeah, it, what actually... Um happened we had a fundraising event and my son was was quite young and we pulled up at a skate park for him and I had to sort of wait for him while he you know I did my thing he got to do his thing so I pulled out the football and the whole I I just realized a whole lot of young people around wanted to kick it and it just reminded me just again of the power of football and I'd seen that of course in St Kilda but when we get to see the stories behind people's faces, which are very often um, not known, I mean, we see the external actions of people, but I think we forget the power of um, the power of inclusion. And our, our footy is largely away from sight from the public. You know, there was more stories than we could possibly fit into a book, to be honest. And been going over thirty years, and I, and I really thought that these stories should be told, but it's important we get support for our work as well, to be honest, because yeah. it, it does have huge social impact. And you know, as I was saying, yeah, the stories behind people's faces, if they're told, generally create greater empathy and compassion because people just don't know uh, and very often are surprised by the stories behind them, but also getting some insights into behaviour, and I think they leave us. Um, I've always found that a lot of our people very often re- reveal a lot of insights or interesting ways of explaining football or what they get out of sport, whether it's what I liked out of football is that people call me by name or 
the experience of football for me, a, a man with drug addiction, it was a clean rush, but it was real. Mm. Um, yeah, they've, they've just got so many, or, or also a lot of ways, particularly in the early times in St Kilda, of describing a need that recreation, or particularly Australian rules, could bring, you know, whether it's uh, I've got energy to burn, but nowhere to burn it. You know, a person who's left prison, um, my head feels like exploding on the inside. One person says that that they needed something immediate. And for many of our people, we tried to provide a sport that's different, what we call now calling third-tier sport. And we want to tell the story of third-tier sport and third-tier football in Australia, uh, we believe we've got a unique mission. Both it, we have seventy-five different types of sports, uh, and we've got a unique role and mission that we've found over the years, and we've grown to understand its impact to a point that we've. Well, for me, I pretty much put my whole life into this, and yeah. and for many others, yeah. From from that point of view, in terms of. The book, I think it was very, really important to do. It's got into the hands of significant people, whether it be prime ministers or Brendan Gale's got, told me he's got one on his desk and uh, somebody gave one to David Smorgan the other day and well, who knows the impact. But unless you put your stories together in a compendium of them, broad-ranging uh, stories with varying and different insights, you're going to lose that possibility of impact, which you don't want to do. But the, I must say, though, the impact of actually coming and seeing our sport, seeing our grand final, is also hugely impactful. People can pick up the feel and sense of what it means to individuals. The spectrum of people that you deal with, though, is is so wide and so varied. And, so, and, and uh, to be honest, so beautifully presented in this book, uh, a great representation of a an, an amazingly vast array of people who have become totally disengaged with society. Yeah, the stories are, are varying. Um, there's a number of stories where, you know, one one man says in his story, Damien, that he never ever thought, he never thought that using drugs would be his narrative, never thought that that would be his life. So th- this is the the really human, there's a lot of very human things in this. Then he thought he would never get out of it. That's a common thing that we hear. I mean, many people believe, gee, once they started taking drugs that they would never get out of it. But the other insight he brings home in his story is the day he gave it a voice, my recovery began. Even though he'd hit it and his life was about hiding it, which was a number of stories, including Gavin Krasiskas, who played for Collingwood, it's a well-known drug and alcohol story, and then he lived far enough away that the players couldn't go to his house. But I think that's a really powerful community story, and there's a value in writing a book like that for that sort of thing. Another man's insight was that he felt safe at home. He'd had a very serious breakdown, but he intuitively realised that if he didn't leave the house, didn't get out of the house, whether it was to go for a coffee or um, from barely getting out of bed to being asked to be a volunteer, that he wouldn't go forward. And he had to take those, keep taking and pushing himself to take those small steps. The steps were so tough that 
that he um, turned up at a football ground five times in Sunbury before he could muscle up the courage to walk across the ground and begin to get involved. And from there, his story begins with accumulation of small joys, playing a game of football, helping coaching because he'd had background, beginning to help others. And these things began to rebuild him internally to the point where he worked for us and became one of our best workers. But I'm I'm telling the story in a very short, I mean, it's a whole chapter about him, but I'm just trying to deliver that message. So there's insight there um, as well. Pete, the words, you know, inclusion, redemption, resilience, recovery, I mean, they're buzzwords in uh, in media circles these days, but the stories in this book are about those those things and, and many other things also. Uh, I mean, you mentioned drug addiction and alcohol addiction and, and, and all those things as well, but uh, those buzzwords that get, that get, you know, bandied around a lot in the press and used by a lot of media people, they're, they're real in this book. They're the words of these people's lives. Thanks. Kevin, I really appreciate the way you've asked that question um, because it is a point I really want to bring home is the power of if we as a community include, it's one of the greatest contributions you can make and you see it over and over in those stories. If you can bring people out of isolation, that that's a buzz, you could say that's a buzzword, but 30 years ago that was our mission People were in deep isolation, not accessing anything, Uh, sport, family, sporting clubs, they suicidal feelings was very, very common. But if you can bring people into a team-based experience, which is really powerful, if these people just don't walk into mainstream clubs or mainstream jobs, but suddenly they're involved, that word becomes really real and what we call include the unincluded is is the mission. But you might note that 32 years on, our mission of bringing people from isolation into community, we believe in health through community, that it is very powerful. And uh, each of these stories um, brings that home. But now it's the national conversation 30 years on, the fallout, the impact for the general person, the public as a whole, the whole of Australia, maybe not quite as much now, but not long after the COVID, the whole of Australia was talking about the fallout. And, you know, to be honest with you, I don't go far. I don't speak to many families these days who haven't in some way been touched by suicide, you know. that. Mm. Um, yeah, that's true. I don't know what what you find, but I'm just commonly running into people. But how whole life at RecLink is really about inviting people who might not otherwise participate. And there's 75 different sports and recreations. Uh, There's 500 welfare agencies who are basically saying this is good for our people and we want to be involved and they become members uh, of RecLink, and we're 110 different uh, local government areas. But there's so many parts of Australia to reach, and we hope this book will open up doors. Uh, we'll have politicians embrace us, business people embrace us, community uh, people who want to use the vehicle of RecLink to bring opportunity to others. There's so much we can do. 
I think of Alice Springs. We've just been raising money for Alice Springs. And I'll just tell you a few stories about the power of football when we had a league at, uh, at Uluru. The social worker up there told me with one of the communities that there was no wheels on the bus and the bus hadn't been going for a few months. This league was coming. The, an Indigenous elder asked us to come up there and could we support them. And we did that and formed this league at Uluru. They hadn't had a league at Voyages Resort. Some people drove a 1,000 kilometres to... That in itself shows the power of the game. <laughs> it's really interesting. He said, you wouldn't believe it, Peter. All of a sudden, the wheels are on the bus. The bus is going. They start training four days a week. Such was the excitement. And they drove past the, the roadhouse and... Um, the lady said that there was there was no one there. There was normally quite a group of people drinking. A lot of time was filled in with that. There was no one there. She drove past the footy ground. Everyone was down there training. Such as the community, there's an individual impact, but there can be community impact. And a lot of these things are largely hidden from view, such as the reason we wanted to get this book out, The Power of Our Football, which... We had 19 writers help me do this because it is, uh, you'd appreciate as an author yourself, the amount of work and time, but the people put so much time and care into trying to get each story right. They're not, they're not all happy. They don't all have a happy ending, uh, but they, they all certainly tell a story and that's a really powerful, powerful thing. It, it's people who've lost hope, but they're not hopeless people and I think that's really an important part of all this as well. Yeah, look, people can move forward. Um, I'm sort of a bit of a believer that leopards can change their spots in in various ways. Sometimes it's really, really tough backgrounds. You see the power of a a coach in a lot of those stories, the individual care, uh, the lessons that coaches can provide and teams can provide. And one player in country, Victoria, talks, he said he'd left his home once for five days. He was only a very young man and he came back and hardly anyone even noticed that he was gone. He went down to the football club and he never forgot. He missed training one day and every asked, everyone asked, where, people asked where he was. And to this day, he's never forgotten that. That's also an experience of inclusion and impact, um, you know, on an individual. Yeah, that particular coach noticed him uh, sleeping under a bridge. He was the local milk bar owner. He became a coach. Uh, he was a coach, sorry. He was in, very involved in the community. Um, he wasn't at school. And he asked him if he might come down and help him mark the lines one Friday afternoon. Until this, to this very day, he, he, he just felt acknowledged. The man was quite quiet, could be a little bit gruff. But he became a great mentor on his life. And he's, no, what is he? He's probably coming up towards 50. He was, he, to this day, he still marks those lines. Mm-hmm. And it means everything to him at that mm-hmm. football club. He'd been involved in a lot of crime as a young person. One stage, he got put out of the football club for stealing the, the footies. The coach was smart enough to recognise he felt embarrassed about the fees. They put the names of the players who hadn't paid the fees and stolen the balls. 
And he realised it was a reaction to that. He laid the balls out. He laid the jumper out one day. He said, look, you can either take the balls or take the jumper and stay at the club. And he realised how much it meant to him to be a part of the club. And by some strange coincidence, his fees were always paid. Mm. And he knew that coach had done that. And they're the sort of things we can do in our local community, you know, to include um, people. But there's a lot of emotional uh, stories. And there's even a, an uncut speech from Alan Jeans uh, in there too. Towards the back of the book, I'll just read this bit. This, bit. this young man at the age of 14 was on the streets as well. He came across Reckling. He wished it was there when he was younger. He got into the choir of hard knocks. He, we, we involved him in public speaking. He ended up running a marathon uh, with mentors we put around him. All sorts of things come into his life. But he was a person who didn't have a lot of opportunities. This is in, in his words, which is one of the beauties of the book is their words untouched. Before Reckling, I was busted worn out, tired, sad, lonely. I was beaten, broken. I don't think I cared before Reckling. That's a really powerful thing. Um, you know, sometimes people just don't care about their life and it's about bringing people through that to really begin to care about their life. He describes himself, I'm a lost person who doesn't want to be found again. It's a busted person who says, leave me alone. I want to be busted. There's hurt before Reckling, but there's joy at Reckling. There's spirit, there's life, there's happiness. And it's Reckling that brings me my strength. Strength, sorry, Brian Presnell. He was one of our great characters. There's a lot said about depression and, as you say, various words in the community these days and anxiety. But one of the things that's being discovered beyond the taking of medication in some cases that the impact on uh, loneliness, purpose, inclusion can have a huge, huge impact on, on depression and anxiety. We see that. And it's not uncommon for people spread throughout the stories in the book to see people say, it saved my life really, or it, in the context of a lot of trauma it provided, a sort of a healing almost through the, the gentleness of regular involvement, regular connection, something that people really um, enjoyed. And in this particular case, I mean, we, we talk about the sport of, of Australian rules, but I think the Prime Minister did a great job in his summary that showed he sort of does have a connection to the understanding of... Uh, of disadvantage, you know, he says, full of stories of redemption, hope, pushing doors open for people and bringing out the very finest qualities in our communities, put them together and they are a force for good. I see in them the very best of us. As you read the stories in this book, I'm confident uh, you'll see the same. So, yeah, it's certainly good to get the support of, um, of people like that and, and, and also people like Greg Hunt, uh, who was the health uh, minister? Also, did a beautiful testimony. There's some, there's uh, some great, um, you know, from the Brian Nan Curvises of the world, and that that are scattered throughout the book. Sam Kekovich and and, and other people that uh, that you'll read 
who have a connection to, to Rickling. It's having a it's having a connection to other human beings and actually giving us stuff about them that's that's that sort of rings through this all, all the way through, isn't it? It's a, it's so easy for us in the modern day society just to chuck people on a scrap heap and not worry about them. But you've actually done the exact opposite. You've you've invited them and engaged them and uh, and embraced them, Pete. And it's a, it's to be commended, mate. It's a fantastic job you continue to do, and this book is just a, a great testament as to what what you've achieved so far. And I know. Uh, there's a hell of a lot more coming in the future. Well, I think, Kevin, it's really important in our culture. We don't hear it as much, but the Australian fair go is very, very important. It's deep in our identity, and it's important we don't lose that. And that ability to reach out to people, it's just amazing if we believe in people, and people are believed in. There was a real... There's a real power in, in, in that. This is how one, if you don't mind me just sharing this one, yeah. this guy's in the Salvo Hawks. He, he has this insight that he'd been in a, a psych ward nine times. He'd been in a drug and alcohol rehab three times. He said he put a power of work into his recovery. They don't always get it first time. It's interesting too, you'll see throughout the book, Kevin, at some point, somebody's intervened and, and, and extended that invitation. One person observed and took up the football through the fact that um, he observed that people at NA meetings who played for the, the Salvo Hawks, which almost every player was at some stage of recovery, were staying clean mm. or staying clean longer. And he decided to to take it up. Another player took up football when he saw a sign in a church in Frankston uh, on the wall after coming out of prison, after living in a train from the age of 12. Uh, he was known as the Commodore King. Um, he stole so many cars. Obviously, you end up in jail. It's a matter of time. He comes out and through the coach who got him work, the coach who really gave him that sense of welcome. But he, he got down to the ground himself. But what he's seen, when he's seen the sign, he said, I didn't really see the word football. I only saw the word food. <laughs> and I headed down to the ground. Congratulations on the book. Uh, Recklink.org is where people can get a hold of a copy of it. And uh, and, and look, you've, you'll enjoy reading the book in, for, in a in a myriad of different ways, uh, you'll in, you'll enjoy the experience of of reading the book. Uh, thanks for your time, Pete. Really appreciate it, mate. And all I can say is keep up the great work. Thanks, Kevin. Also, the Werribee News Agency's got them in there as well, or Recklink.org uh, immediately. A lot of bookshops throughout uh, throughout Australia, really. Good on you, Pete. Keep up the great work, mate. Thanks so much for your time. Yeah, thanks, Kevin. Really appreciate the support once again, and thank you very much. Well, thanks to Peter for his time to chat about the book, uh, The Power of a Football, but, you know, more importantly, thanks for the work that he does in the community because it is uh, very, very powerful. And reclink.org.au is the website. Go and have a look. You can see what Recklink do, who Recklink are, and how you can get involved and how you can help out. And also, you can buy a copy of the book at the same place. Uh, so check that out, reclink.org.au. Hope you've enjoyed this edition of the Authorised Podcast. My thanks to our podcast partners, CSCG, 
If you want to help with setting your financial goals and then achieving them, they're the people to talk to. Give them a call. Double nine seven four eight triple three is their number, cscg.com.au. Read a book. Hopefully uh, it'll be a good one. You'll enjoy it and maybe we'll talk about it here on the Authorised Podcast. 